so much of like the success of artists is isn't just regular regulated to their talent. I will never say that I was the most talented graphic designer, the most talented illustrator, or even the most talented muralist. I'm I'm not. It's all the other things that I'm willing to do and that I'm willing to put time and effort into that make make me what I am today. Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise podcast takes you into the studio with Black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's the noise. Your boy, Jay Barber. If you're walking around outside and every wall is calling your name and you feel like every box truck, every beige blank surface is begging for you to throw some artwork on it. Well, you might be a muralist, just like today's guest, George F. Baker III. George is a muralist, illustrator, artist that's really been on the road the last couple of years. You can see his work all around Atlanta, all around the nation. <laughs> the guy's been traveling, doing quite a bit, yo working with some of the biggest, best brands around. We talk about how he developed this style, the learning curve on spray paint and the whole mural process and dealing with brands. Of course, we talk about the work. You know, that's what I love. You know what I mean? And George has a great style. It's big, it's bold, it's colorful. It got like this real funky flavor to it. Yo, George is the man. And so, so glad to have him on the show. Make sure you follow us at Studio Noise Podcast on IG. I'll be sharing some pictures of the things that we're talking about here on the show over there. And you can head over to the website, www.studionoisepodcast.com, where we got all the episodes, our entire archive. This is episode 129. <laughs> Big timing it out here, yo. So make sure you check that out. And you can join the Patreon to support the show, just like Angela Furrier. I appreciate you, girl. We're building an incredible archive of contemporary black artists telling their stories in their own words. You get to hear it all right from their studio. And it's because of you and people like you, everybody that gives a little bit of money to your boy, support the show. A show do. I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I can. I'm just glad y'all listening at all. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Yo, big shout out to you. Make sure you come back. So studio noise. All the artists that you want to know that you need to know, the best black artists from around the world. So go ahead, tell two friends after the break. We got GFB3, George F. Baker III, right here. It's the noise, baby. Yes. Hi, I'm Sarah Matthews, trip maker and book artist, and you're listening to Studio Noise. Right, yes, it's your boy Jay Barber. Studio Noise always bring you the best black artists from all over the world. Got a good brother with me today, <laughs> Mr. George F. Baker. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing pretty marvelous today. How about you? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. <laughs> you can find George at GFB3 on Instagram. GFB3THREE.com. You got to spell, it. Right, <laughs> spell right. it out to find it. But yes, George Baker III, man. Uh, graphic designer, muralist, artist, illustrator. He does all the things, man. And in a short period of time, man, I'm going to run down this list right quick. Oh, this, this is all the clients, man. This this how this how you know you're doing big right here. 
Nike, Dick mm. Sporting Goods, mm. Atlanta Magazine, NFL, yeah. ESPN College Game Day, Red Bull, Adobe, MailChimp. I, I can't <laughs> stay up here all day. <laughs> <laughs> Keep listening to these people off, man. You're doing it big, man. Man, thank you. I appreciate that, man. I'm like, even as you were listening to them, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, I did do that. I did do that. I did do that. Like, <laughs> you don't even remember. You don't even remember. I just got on the roll and started doing it. Oh, stop Yo, it. Yo, man, George, man. Yeah, so me and George are in the same um, residency program. Mm-hmm. That's how I finally got to know him. Like, mm-hmm. you drive around Atlanta, you see his work all over. <laughs> Uh, even Atlanta Magazine, which I bought because of your artwork. Oh wow! I was Thank like, you. oh, this is this is a cool illustration. Who did this? Then it was I had to look you up, <laughs> find you. And so we oh, are man. both uh, in the Midtown Heart of the Arts residency. Mm-hmm. George got a studio space down by the high. Where's your studio space? It's a little bit further past the High Museum. It's at a place called Peachtree Point, where the Invesco Building is. So there's nothing but old businessmen and women that are <laughs> near my studio. It's yeah, <laughs> your, your space is way more corporate, like oh, yeah. super corporate, mm-hmm. like marble floors. Oh, yeah. It looks <laughs> precious. <laughs> like, I hate getting messy in there. It's so weird. It's, <laughs> it's Versace suits everywhere, man. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. So, but how how you like it, though? Oh, I actually I absolutely love it, man. I mean, yeah. it's the first time I've ever had like a studio space. Like, my studio space has always been, like, my bedroom. Mm, so it's like, yeah. yeah, combination, I go to sleep here, and then, you know, I get stuff done. So now I'm having that space that, like, removes, or is removed from, like, oh, this is the place where I rest, this is the place where I work. It's been pretty amazing. Like, I'm still getting comfortable with it yeah, and still trying to find my groove, but I love it, man. Oh, man, yeah. I feel the same way. I'm, yeah. I'll be in here. Uh, we're recording live at my studio space right now. I'll be in here, man. It's like, oh, man, I don't want to mess up these nice windows right <laughs> i want to get i want to get too nasty in here but exactly i mean i feel you man but they, they're great spaces man it's mm-hmm. great to be like downtown how much do you interact with the people in the building man um i interact a lot more with like the security guards than like the people in the building like the people in the building they look they're always like they always like peek in a little bit yeah you know and then i'm like oh hey and then just walk away it, it's like face and keep going. yeah it's like wait i just saw you looking at me like i just waved high and said oh no not today but all the security people man they come by all the time That's what's up. like one of the security guards funny enough his name is michael jackson mm. um he, <laughs> <laughs> he even told me he's like you won't even believe what my last name is i'm like no go for it jackson like, okay shout out moon walking in here um but no he comes in Probably like the first week that I came in, it was just like, oh man, we got a brother in here, man. This is beautiful <laughs> to see. And um, yeah, he was like, yeah, I tried spray paint when I was a little kid, but he was like, I kind of left it left it alone. I was like, well, shoot, come on in here. So he just started spray painting on my walls, and yeah, every now and then he comes over, sprays a new little thing, you know, gets the little uh, gets the demon out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man, yeah. it's it's pretty beautiful, like. You know, me me as a person, like I love that yeah, human to human interaction. So yeah. like yeah. yeah. Anybody comes by, I'm down to welcome you in. Yeah. I love the regular folks, man. Yeah. The regular folks are super cool, man. They're always cool. Yeah. The regular degulars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. So if you would describe yourself, man, how would you describe yourself? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I look at myself as someone I look at myself as someone that's just merely I don't know, here to make things for people, man. 
Like, I'm a huge people person. I love the way that, like, people make things, how people create culture, how people gather. Um, and that's the things that I live by. Like, my friends always like to joke and say, like, I'm a huge collector of Shinfo, which is <laughs> just is sh- shitty is info. <laughs> 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 because, like, I'm just, I'm attracted to anything that people make. So, like... Yeah, I can go from having a conversation about like how Snoop Dogg's Rhythm and Gangsta is one of my favorite albums. And if you don't like that album, I don't know how we're going to be friends. <laughs> um, but I can also switch that to, I don't know, talking deeply about one of my favorite Korean, uh, uh, foreign Korean films. Um, shout out to Parasite. Um, also shout out to <laughs> In the Move for Love by Wong Kar Wai. Um, it's just strictly because I just like things. Like, yeah. I love I love all the things that life produces. I love all the things that people produce. So that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, get into your artwork a little mm-hmm. bit. One of the things I really love is yeah. how strong your sense of style is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, students are always asking about that, like how to develop a style, how to develop a style. Mm-hmm. Tell me, how do you think you came to the style that you have, mm-hmm. and um, how would you describe it too? How would I describe it? Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I feel like my style is just influenced by the things that I liked. Like, I feel like everybody's style is influenced by, like, the things that you that you like and love. Like, my stuff, the stuff that, that um, I produce is a direct influence on, like, the Japanese designs that I love, the mm-hmm. anime that I love, the cartoons that I watch, like, Dexter's Laboratory and, and right. Powderpuff Girls, uh, Samurai <laughs> Jack. Like, yeah. Um, being a huge fan of like streetwear growing up, like, you know, everything that, that Stussy, that the hundreds were making, all of that is like the direct correlation into the things that I produce now. Um, and as far as like my style goes, it's something that's really, it's really joyful. It has a lot of like energy and bright colors and, you know, even with like static static images i really love for there to be a sense of movement you know because once again it's kind of directly correlated to the cartoons that i grew up watching yeah so yeah i just i like incorporating all this all these line works and all these like very busy and like uh, maximalist compositions that also kind of leave you with something to take home with like a nice little saying that you can kind of go around with yeah, yeah i like the word maximalist yeah right yeah. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. because you're, all your drawings are and your murals are always packed with so much stuff like you can't mm-hmm. see it just driving by one time you gotta like come through and like check it out again yeah because i'm like it's it goes back to my whole thing like i don't understand how people can be a minimalist because <laughs> you, you can't like you literally can't you can wear only three sweaters in a week but you have uh, thousands of memories in your head. You can't be a minimalist. You're carrying around so much stuff. So it's like, I, for one, kind of want to pack all those little details because details are one of the most beautiful things about the life that we live. Mm-hmm. Like the little YKK on your zipper that everybody has, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I, I want to, I want to bring as much life into every single thing that I do because I want you to see like I cared about these little lines you know you know I'm not gonna lie when I'm out there working on my projects and I'm filling in the 120th star (laughs) in the background (laughs) it's annoying and it's tedious but I want you to know that I put my hands on it 
and that I cared about the details because yeah, they're incredibly important. So tell me about the the bubble letters, mm, like mm-hmm. but like because you always have these like crazy messages, yeah, uh, inside your artwork, and I love it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like in this together, like you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, like <laughs> crazy <laughs> stuff like that. Tell me about that. Mm. So that really kind of came from like the fact that I love to talk, I love to talk to people, and I love like giving messages. I love gaining messages from people, you know, and a lot of the things that like I've learned in my life have come from just being in convo with people. So the way that I look at my artwork, I want to be in conversation with you. Like, I just don't want to give you um, a pretty image that's colorful that you can like uh, take a photo in front of. It's like, yeah, I want you to take a photo in front of it, but I also want you to leave with, you know, a little something that you can carry, you know, through your day, whether that's like, you know, take advantage of your youth or, you know, remembering that, that in Atlanta, we always make a way like, I want you to I want you to take something with you. I want you to have that message that kind of gets you through your day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, on the flip side, like when it comes to the way that I actually illustrate text kind of stemmed from my graphic design background. Like I hate fonts like I hate pre-programmed, <laughs> uh, you That's know, hilarious. Helvetica, Futura most, fonts. Like most graphic designers love fonts. Yeah. I like, can't get enough of all the little. <laughs> I just, in it. It's just boring to me. Like <laughs> it's like, OK, word, you flipped Helvetica. Whoa, <laughs> uh, gosh, Rockwell. Like, ooh, like yeah, you took the corners off. It. Yeah. Right, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, Sarah's. Who oh, Sarah's? This is like, revolutionary. Ex- like, what, is, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, wow. Yeah, like, is that a 10 degree slant? On yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, uh, there would be so stuff, many yeah. moments when I was in school where, like, I would I would take the, like, regular font and then I would do something that I was told not to do. I would stretch it. I would, like, break it. I would uh, expand it off of its axis. And my teacher was like, oh, you, you can't do that. Like, why not? Like, why? <laughs> I don't want what was already there. That was... I don't, why would I go and get the McDonald's when I can just make the ghetto burger at my house? Yeah. And and that's the way that I feel with like the, the way that I illustrate letters. Like once again, I want you to know, like I cared about the message so much that I wanted to craft it with my own hands. Mm. I didn't want it to just be something that was based off of a font that was created in 1880 and I'm trying to bring to now. No, I want, I made this for you and I want you to have it. That's dope, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so do you, I know mm. you keep a sketchbook, but mm. how heavy were you drawing, like, as you were growing up? Mm. Oh, I was drawing all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, mainly, uh, I think one of the first things that I drew, it was a trace of Squirtle from Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember being so in love with it. I was like, wow. Like, I think that was a, a moment for me where I was like, man, so you can really, everything is kind of based on a pencil drawing yeah you know everything kind of stems back to the to the pencil so you can really just kind of make whatever you want as long as you start here so but i was drawing heavy i still have like all my sketchbooks from what 13 till now oh wow 30 going on 31 so yeah (laughs) yeah man yeah that's a lot of books man yeah heck yeah whole lot of cringe too like <laughs> what would you say you started getting your sense for your your figures and your characters mm, um i would honestly say that was in college like i had a, a clothing brand very small clothing brand called classic 
Mm-hmm. That I was running from. Was a class with a K? Yeah, at the end. yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Even looking back at it now, I'm like, <laughs> class with a K. I uh, could have just went with uh, my original, which was Fresh Flavors. <laughs> oh, it was it was horrible, horrible. And you already know it was not Flavors oh, with an O R S. It was definitely a V A S. Yeah, of course. You know, shout out Flavor Year. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> But during that time, I was like, I was managing that clothing line while I was in college. And so I would have, I would use that as like my own outlet to kind of, you know, develop and do the characters that I like. Yeah. Um, and kind of from there, I kind of got, like, after I graduated college, I ended up like, you know, shuttering the, the business, but I still wanted to draw. So every day I would just like wake up at five o'clock in the morning and just like draw for like two or three hours and just kind of explore what felt right to me. So um, I would say like when it really, when it really hit is like, yo, this is, this is my style. This is stuff that I like. It's probably like 2018. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that long ago. Yeah. It's pretty recent. <laughs> All of this is still pretty like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it's how my career has gone has been just very interesting to me, mainly because like, I did not plan to do any of this. I did not plan to do murals. I never painted before 2018, like at all, like at all. (laughs) Like it was, if it wasn't on the computer, I wasn't doing it. I'm like, I remember distinctly getting a paint set when I was like 13 and being like, yo, this takes too damn long. I can't, (laughs) if it's not going fast, mm -mm, get it out of my way. This ain't it, yo. Yeah. So like, when it came to me being comfortable with my style, that was just, that was something that came recent because I don't know. I, I felt like it was the first time that I felt like, yeah, I can put myself out here as a, as an artist who illustrates, not mm. as a graphic designer, not as like a clothing designer, um, not as like uh, all the other things that I've done in my life, like produce music, produce music festivals concerts and stuff like that like i'm an artist and i need to like recognize that yeah so how did how did you end up with your first mural then oh um <laughs> how i ended up with my first mural was funny um i used to work at this uh place called switch yards which is like a co-working space here in atlanta mm-hmm. um and they had a spot downtown and um <laughs> was so weird and you know once again this is a lesson to everybody look if if you believe it and you tell the people <laughs> that that this is the thing that you do others will believe it so the the person that owned that space michael devani he was like yeah we're about to open this new space and i was like well yeah um i'm a muralist i just blurted it out like mind <laughs> out you of I, nowhere. out of nowhere like <laughs> i had never done any murals whatsoever like to this point i was just like yeah i'm a muralist yeah I, yeah i can do that um and he was like okay word the very next day he sent me an email hey do you want to do a mural down here in our new space and you know mama ain't raised no hoes so i said yeah <laughs> and um yeah so i got to do my first mural in august 2018 and it, yeah it kind of just set me off on this path of, what was it what um so it was almost like this geometric mural that i did um i think it's probably all the way down at the bottom of my portfolio but uh <laughs> i called it another star based on like my favorite uh stevie wonder record uh-huh. um 
nasty great bossa nova joint um but it has like all these all these different shapes and colors that are kind of like diverging into itself and then i had one part that was like uh a full line that like crossed through the entire space and um yeah man it just excuse me it just kind of i don't know it hit for me you know you know when you like you do something that like oh yeah touches on all these different aspects of yourself and oh, yeah. you're just like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is for me. And that's what it was, you know, with doing murals. It was like, it was physical. It was like analytical. I had to do a lot of problem solving. I had to be creative. Um, I had to manage people and manage myself. Like it just felt, it felt beautiful. You know, that's what's up. Yeah. No, man, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yo. Yeah. And so, you. Mm-hmm. So, were you already using uh, spray paints at the time? No, not at all. So you taught yourself the <laughs> yeah. spray paint on the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I taught myself. I taught myself through one of the best universities that anybody could ever use, YouTube University. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, in Google Tech. Like I did both, <laughs> and um, yeah, literally, I just searched on on YouTube how to spray paint, how to be a muralist. And like I studied those videos religiously and just, you know, went to work, went to practicing. How hard was it? Oh, incredibly hard. It's still hard. <laughs> like, but I'm like with spray painting, all it really is is about your abilities to like, you know, be comfortable with the can. Mm. Like it's all about can control at the end of the day. So, you know, how how close you have it up to the wall, how far you have it from the wall, how much pressure you're putting on the cap, where you putting your finger on the cap, like the angle at which you hit it, it's it's a lot of different details that are only, I don't know, are only developed through like repetition and practice. Right. Yeah. Um so like I'm not afraid to learn on it on the job. I'm not afraid to like not know how to do something. I just kinda do it and, and it ended up working out. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. I tell people the same thing about printmaking. Mm, mm-hmm. like I, I tell them all the time, like, yo, you just gotta do it. Like, mm. I can show you how to do it, but, you know, you got to do, like, you know, 10, 15 prints. Then you get your rhythm, and then you can start, like, branching out and doing your own thing. Exactly. Exactly. It's a process. That's wild, man. Yeah. But it looks hard. Like, you're up there on the, <laughs> up there on the, uh, on the ladders and stuff like that, man, and mm. got all these crates of cans and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. It's, what, it's, was the, what was the hardest part for you to figure out? Ooh, uh, when it came specifically, like, spray painting? Yeah. Um. It's still something that I'm like still working on. It's how to literally pull pull a straight line for a very long time. Mm. Like a lot of my stuff, even with my my line work, I'm like going like section by section. Like a lot of the times, I just like a lot of the people that I've watched and looked up to that are like incredible masters of like spray painting are just like shh, going for it. Boom! Like Brandon uh, Sadler. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, watching nice. him work, yeah, super nice. Oh my god, it's 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 gorgeous. It's like seeing a sushi chef like <laughs> cut the perfect slice of tuna. It is like it is gorgeous, and um, I feel like that's something I'm still going to be like working on and getting like comfortable with. So yeah, that that part has still been difficult, and um, yeah, and then just like hand dexterity, mm-hmm. like those first couple murals, man. My hands, you know, felt like it it got beat up beat the <laughs> hell up yeah but yeah i feel uh feel pretty good now you know 
Hey, the trigger finger will hey, be working. There yeah. you go, man. That, that's working out, man. That's yeah. exercise right uh, there. Right. You know, do your knuckle ups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did the heights bother you? Any, any oh, yeah. Stuff? I'm incredibly afraid of heights. <laughs> incredibly. How, like, man? How can you be up on the lift and stuff? You man, know? like... Well, like my mom said this to me when I was young. She was like, sometimes in your life, you're just going to have to do it scared. And I'm just, I'm scared. I'm terrified while I'm up there. Like I've, the highest I've been is 90 feet up in the air on a lift. And I do not recommend it because it is scary. And it's like the whole time you can just think like, man, if I fall, that's just it. Like it's just going to say wasted like Grand Theft Auto. And that's just it. Like no respond. Um, But like, I don't know. The way I've always looked at it is like, I think the message and what I'm actually trying to accomplish is a lot more important than my fears. So yeah, I know it's going to go a lot further than me if I get over this. So what was the first mural that you did that you were like, you were proud of? Like, this is, this is it right here. Cause it sounded like you kind of leapt into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of ease your way back door, whatever (laughs) into it. And now you're like, yo, I'm doing murals, (laughs) but somebody hired you to do a second one. Mm -hmm. And somebody hired you to do a third one. So at what point were you like, all right, this is good, man. Um, excuse me. I think that moment was, that moment was the oh man the mural that I did for the Beltline. It's called Make Friends. Mm. Um, I think it was, it was like one of those moments that kind of like crystallized. Like okay, I can actually do this, and this like this yeah. feels good to me. But like, how many how many M was this? Um, how many what? How many had you done? Uh, you ooh, um, probably up until that point, probably like seven. Okay, seven. So I I had done a lot, but like. Every single one of them had their moments where I was like, dang, that was like really good. But then had the moments where it was like, could have been better. Right. You know? Right. Um, With the mural that I did for the Beltline, like, man, they had me out of my element in so many different ways from like, that was the first time I ever got on a boom lift. Um, They were like, yeah, you, where it is, I couldn't really project it because it was behind a whole bunch of trees. Um. And it was a mural that I was only going to be like spray painting with. So it was like, I don't know. Like I, I went into it with a lot of like fear, but I felt good about it. And once I got it done, it was like, yeah, this is, I'm, I can do this. I can do this like so well. That's what's up. This is like a, a path for me that I want to travel along. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was just beautiful. Yeah, it it made everything kind of feel right. So you project most of the stuff. Some of it, some of it. So like I use different techniques um to actually get the mural up on onto the wall. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes like I'll freehand it. Um other times I'll use what's called a doodle grid, which is essentially like if you think about any type of regular grid that you would use where it's just squares, mm-hmm. instead of actually, you know, using math to get all those squares in the appropriate places what you would do is just go up to a wall just randomly doodle on it you take a picture of that doodle put it into your computer and lay your image right on top of it mm. so that okay. you can yeah. actually see where the lines right will so using the, the doodles as like locations for exactly you. gotcha yeah, gotcha yeah. gotcha mm-hmm. super smart mm-hmm. yeah look at you. 
Hey, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. And so, when at what point did your sense of color start to develop? Because because uh, I love the I love your colors. Oh, thank like, you. Like even man. though it's like we we talked a little bit before about mm-hmm. how you want to move on into like gradients and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's something about those combination of flat colors that you use. Oh man, are really really nice, man. Tell yeah. me tell me how you came <laughs> to that. Um, I feel like that's something I've always been like really really partial to and i think that that really started to develop for me i want to say my first couple of years in college like when i was like picking out like pantone colors for all the t-shirts i was making like i like i was always willing to kind of take a risk with color like a lot of people are afraid of color for some reason yeah um well obvious reasons yeah yeah. (laughs) it extends to so many things yeah but um but the way I've looked at it is like you really can't go wrong with color. Like things are supposed to, things are supposed to feel a little bit weird. Sometimes feel a little bit off. That's what makes it interesting. Like you know, you could play with so many different things. Where whether it's like saturation, whether it's you know the tone, um, the combination of colors. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, it just became like a game to me. I didn't want to just be like, oh yeah, we're just gonna go with blue and orange because they're <laughs> across from each other on the spectrum. No, right, like, yeah. no, switch it up. Let's, let's play around with, let's play around with the way that we use blue and orange. Let's play around with like, I don't know, let's throw in a, a weird funky green in there. Why? Why not? It's, it's, yeah, it's the playground. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When did you start using the pink though? The pink is really, oh, really man. nice. Oh, what thank you. you. Um, uh, I started using the pink because uh, I always remembered uh, <laughs> I always remember Cameron from Dipset, and so <laughs> hey, exactly. Look, I'm just saying the the entire game changed when he pulled out in that pink ran- uh, Range Rover. Oh man, yeah, the game yeah, changed with the fur. With oh, the fur. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, I saw that moment. I was like, okay, word. I can include pink. I can play around with that. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, you killing that. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Cameron wherever you are. <laughs> he changed my life. <laughs> you don't even know it. <laughs> so as you were moving on, like, mm-hmm. how do you find murals mm. to to do? I mm-hmm. think I always like, wondered that. Like, mm. how you like? Is it something y'all applying for? Or people seeking you out? Like, when, how does that happen? Well, it's a combination of both of those things, but I feel like the the um the main thing or the main tactic that I like to use is if I see a wall that I like, I go up to the the owner and I ask them, "Can I can I paint it?" Like, and that works. Yeah, it's a <laughs> man. You know, in life, I've learned if you just ask people for shit. They'll give it to you for the most part, or they'll just tell you no, and then you ask again. <laughs> like it doesn't, it never hurts to ask if you're sincere with what you're trying to do. Like I just come up to, I walk up to people, I'm like, oh hey, who who uh, owns this building? You know, they introduce me to that person. I tell them like, I would love to paint a mural on the side of your wall. Like, would you be <laughs> open to that? And most of the times, like they say, yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, like one of my wildest ones that I did uh, early on, I used to live over in the West End and uh, there was like, there was this this house on the corner of Metropolitan that had all this like junk that he used to always sell, like furniture and 
just random stuff. But there was also this really huge box truck that was out there, and it was just dirty. Like it was just <laughs> like grimy, dirty. Had a whole bunch of like whole bunch of markings. He was trying to sell it, so I saw the number on there. So I just called the number up and I was like, "Hey, um, I'm George F. Baker the Third. I'm a muralist. Um, I know that you're trying to sell this. Maybe I can help. Like, what if I like clean off the side of of your uh, box truck and I put a mural up on there? Like, would you be cool with that? And uh, <laughs> after giving me a two-hour speech on the history of a dare park, he said, "Yeah, let's go for it." <laughs> yeah, and it ended up becoming like one of my favorite pieces, and um, was also how like Killer Mike, the the recording artist here, got uh, got uh, first in tune with my work. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, his gym surprisingly was like right across the street from where that was, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I saw your stuff, man. I love you." I love your work. I love the fact that you painted on the side of that box truck. Yeah, man. Like, just ask. That's all I do. I just ask people, man. So, yeah. so is that what you do? You just go around looking for surfaces everywhere you can, like mm-hmm. no where, matter where I'm, wherever I, wherever I can get it. Yeah, even like if I'm out of town, like, like, hey, what you what you doing <laughs> with this wall over here? <laughs> it's looking a little blank. <laughs> You just walk into a bakery, be like, oh, ain't nothing worse than plain walls, right? Mm-hmm. You hear me? Oh. <laughs> Man, all this beige. Oh, it, it would be yeah, helpful if be somebody cool. could. You had like a funky figure eating a croissant. <laughs> yeah. Man, you'd be surprised. Like, people want beautiful things out there. Yeah. They just, they don't know how to get them. And so. So um, were you getting paid for these or were you volunteering? Some of them I wasn't. Like when I first started out, I wanted to be a muralist. So I was like, you got to do it somewhere. Yeah, go paint walls. Yeah. yeah. So I would do a lot of them for free. Uh, For some of them, I asked like, hey, could you just cover the paint? And like, you don't have to worry about the labor. And a lot of them are like, cool. Yeah, it works out. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. man. This is Alexis McGrigg. I am a visual and performing artist, and you are listening to Studio Noise. That's awesome. So I'm assuming it got easier, like, the more you could, like, show them, like, yo, look at my IG, look at this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Show them some pictures. Be like, yeah. yo, what do you think about this? You know what I mean? <laughs> Incredibly, it's it's become, like, it's become, uh, I won't say incredibly easy. It's still difficult. Don't get me wrong, but it's a lot. It's a lot more convincing now. Right. You know. Yeah. Um. And I'm blessed in a situation to where like a lot of the murals that I that I do now, people actually hit me up. They like, hey, I got this. Like a lady contacted me last night. Was like, hey, I just bought a van. Can you paint <laughs> it for me? <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's a blessing, but like, yeah. When did you start to feel that switch? Mm, um, oh, I know exactly when. It was June 2020, right in the midst of the pandemic. Like, I had just got done doing a mural for uh, the MARTA, uh, new MARTA station that mm-hmm. was opening all the way over in, like, Clayton, uh, Clayton County. Shout out to Clayco. Um, and I think once I did that, it was just, like, things were just moving like hotcakes. It was like, yeah. We want you to come out and 
<laughs> we want you to come out and paint on our, paint on our walls. Sandflax was like, yeah, we want you to like paint on the side of our brand new event space. Then Atlanta Magazine was like, you've ever done editorial? No. <laughs> do you want to do it? Yeah, why not? And I did the cover. Um, yeah, then ended off the year doing animations for... <laughs> freaking disney it was wow yeah and cartoon network uh hit both networks yeah <laughs> <laughs> which was wild <laughs> funny enough they wanted me to uh do two simultaneous uh martin luther king tributes now i told them i was like you know i'm working with, with disney and we don't care yeah <laughs> let's make care. it look different yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so it like that that martyr project for some odd reason, was like the tipping point. And it's just kind of been going since. No, that's crazy. Yeah. Man. That's awesome. You never know when when, the, when that thing is going to happen. Yeah, you, you know just got to be. Yeah, you just got to keep doing yeah. the work. Yeah. Look, the muse don't don't wait for you. Nah, you got to, you know, do your thing and it'll show up. So That's what's up. Yeah. So when you did do, this is two questions. Yeah. One, you want to stick to murals, from mm-hmm. what I hear, mm-hmm. right? And so, how was the switch to doing like editorial? Like, how mm. did that feel different comparatively? Mm. Um, I feel like one of the biggest things that was was different was it just made me go back into like my graphic design uh, skill set mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Where like, did you do it digital? Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of my work is pretty much all of my work is done digital first, like. Even the the murals that you see outside, I I have like Adobe Illustrator files mm. of all the vectors. Um, but with editorial work, I had to go back and think with a graphic design mindset on like how to construct everything to kind of fit the parameters. But also, I had to I had to still figure out different ways to make it feel hand drawn and make it feel like my hand was actually touching it. You know, that's. I feel like that's like a huge difference between like that and the murals. It's like with the murals, you can see like, oh, if you get real close, that line shakes a little bit. Right. You know? Right. But with the editorials, like, eh, that line is not going to shake as much. But what else can I do to make it feel like I was there? Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you? Whoa. Which one? The editorials? Yeah. Are, um, it depends, man. Like, I've done rush jobs where it's like, yeah, we need this in like two days. Can you like come up with an idea? Color it, digitize it, get it all done. Um, and then some projects, like a month. You know, the Dick Sporting Goods project, that was like a month of work. Yeah, wild, doing a whole bus rap in a month. But, yeah, <laughs> it was interesting. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. So when you got your first call from a from a big-name mm-hmm. client, yeah, what was you thinking? Uh, who, was, who was it? Who <laughs> was you yeah, I remember. Man, the first big-name client um man shout out uh it's this company called muros which is based out in chicago and essentially muros is a company that links muralists up with like big companies to make murals and um they hit me up and it was like hey we love your work we have a cool project for you uh if you're willing to do it i said yeah and essentially they were going to fly me out flute out um <laughs> it's gonna fly me out that to shit, exactly come on now <laughs> material girl like <laughs> shout out to saucy santana stills the joint stills the joint but they flew me out to arlington virginia to go paint a mural inside of a 24-hour mall called boston quarter 
and they hit me with the biggest paycheck I've ever seen in my hey, life. Hey, all I'm right, now. You, exactly. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was like, yeah. Even thinking about it now, still kind of gives me shivers because I did not know what I was doing while I was up there, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. And um, yeah, man, I, I just I remember I remember that feeling of like, wow, they really trust and believe like that I know what I'm doing and that I can get this done. And um, yeah, it was just life changing. Yeah. That's what's up. Did yeah. it make you nervous? Like oh, after yeah. so many people believe in you like that. Yeah, because because it, it sounds like like you still might have, and I don't want to call it mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. but is some to the effect of you hadn't quite built up the confidence level. Yeah, exactly. Do it, yeah, it was it was less it was less imposter syndrome and like more like word like <laughs> 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 like it, it was definitely like a confidence thing at the end yeah. of the day like. I still didn't know what I was doing. And the fact that people were like, oh, no, you do know what you're doing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, if you yeah. do. If, yeah. you do <laughs> if your girl only knew. Like, I do not know what I'm doing. And, um, like, it still even trips me out to this day. Like, I don't think that feeling of, like, wow, you actually you like this, like, is ever going to leave. Yeah. Um. Like I just got done doing a project with uh, Lululemon, and um, yeah, like I took a lot of like risks for myself in that, in um, in the way that I like made the artwork. And when they were like, "Yeah, this is approved. We love this." Like, you sure? And I like you know started like I can't lose. Exactly. <laughs> I, love, I love it. Dude. I cannot look. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it still trips me out to this day because I don't know, like, and you you know this as an artist, a lot of the things that you make are very personal to you, yeah. and it's things that you like. Yeah, and when somebody else likes it, it's still like I don't know. It takes it takes takes you back. It's like wow, that's we we're connecting in a way. So, so you still have that same feeling that the work is for you, even if you like doing like. Uh, flashback to mm-hmm. your Adobe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, posters that you did. Yeah, like, like even even that work still feels like this is me mm-hmm. giving I, it to you. I okay. have to keep it that way. Yeah. Like the second that it starts feeling like, the second that it starts feeling like a graphic design project that I'm mm-hmm. doing for somebody. Right, right, right. Where it's just like I'm just trying to get your vision out instead of getting mine or our vision out. It's it loses all its luster for me. Like I. I will not like what I'm doing. I will not like how it comes out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of the stuff that I do now, even the stuff that I do for brands, I claim ownership of it. Like not only in the contract, but just in the feeling of it. Like it still is a a very personal part of me that I'm giving you. You know, it's a personal part that I drew in a sketchbook that I'm like, you know what? I think this this idea that I made for me will work for you. So yeah. Gotta keep it personal. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Oh, you just threw out the C word, the contract, <laughs> right? Yeah. Tell me, tell me, how was your learning curve on having contracts with these people? Mm, um, my learning curve was you read everything, even if you don't understand it, you read it all, and then you find out, okay, what what are what does the things that I don't understand actually mean? Right. Um, like I am notorious, I will glance through every single article that you have in there and I will not rush to sign anything. Um, so 
once I once I kind of established that, it was the the other part of getting comfortable with the money aspect of like demanding like this is what the price is. Um, so that's something I'm still like I'm still even now like working with because fortunately a lot of the budgets have started to increase. That's good. Yeah, and and me asking for like bigger budgets is still new to me. So like. I don't know. It's it's something that is still very uncomfortable, but I know it's necessary for me to keep a practice. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing all this on your own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been me. Just me. That's Everything. Crazy. Yeah. From the emails to like reaching out to businesses, uh, doing the admin work, doing the taxes, doing the art. Yeah. My my two <laughs> little hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you do you do you see a day coming where you might have to all right, it's time to bring in Yeah. Somebody. Actually I'm in that process right now. Yeah. Like I'm working with uh Chill Creative that uh they're like a a photography and videography studio that's based over in um uh the Met over in the West End. Mm-hmm. Um so I just brought them on to like work with me so I can so they can like uh do a lot more of like the admin work mm-hmm. so I can get back to just making things. Yeah. Um and also making more like t shirts and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. It's happening. Like I I realized I can't do it alone no more. It was it was too much. That's I was getting lot. burnt yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> nah, I need more time to watch Adventure Time. Like <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's what's up. So um I asked mm-hmm. this question this season on on mm-hmm. Studio Noise where I'm I'm really interested in making sure that people see the practicality in artists, right? Mm-hmm. And what you do. So the question is, mm-hmm. how are you making it? How do you slice your pie up to get what you need to maintain Mm. um i look at i look at my creative life as like it will only survive if i'm able to take care of all the other things that are behind it Mm -hmm. like so much so much of like the success of artists is isn't just regular regulated to their talent it's not like i will never say that i was the most talented graphic designer the most talented um illustrator or even the most talented muralist like i'm i'm not it's all the other things that i'm willing to do and that i'm willing to put time and effort into that you know make make me what i am today it's the it's the making sure that if i'm going to care about you know the colors that i choose in this mural i'm also caring about okay how am i actually going to source all the paint mm. or i'm caring about okay how am I going to stay in constant communication with this client so that they feel comfortable? It's the, okay, how can I make sure that I know my prices like down to the T so that if somebody asks me, I can tell them confidently, like, this is the price. This is what's going to cost. This is how everything is going to change. Like I want, I want every part of my life to have some type of artful intention into it not just the actual art that I create. Like everything is important because it all meshes into the way that my work comes out. I don't want to work I don't want to work in a way to where like I'm a starving artist because I don't yeah. I don't believe in that. That that doesn't make sense to me. You're yeah. not a starving artist. You're in a way you're you're giving up responsibility. 
you know you're saying ah oh, i got to i got to struggle for mine you know i got to i got to be broke so that i can make real work no that's you're being lazy and it's okay i'm lazy all the time <laughs> <laughs> but admit that you're being lazy and not putting it as like this this holier than thou stigma right. of like yeah making art the suffering is not the point yeah yeah why (laughs) why why are you suffering dog go get a donut chill (laughs) (laughs) just don't make any sense to me man yeah Yeah. Mm -mm. that's what's up man and so you feel like you are there's still places you want to go right like where where you where you want to go what's um, the big dream so the big goal for this year is I want to take my work international. Okay. Yeah. So oh, I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been applying to like, uh, I've been applying to a whole bunch of international mural festivals mm-hmm. um, that, you know, hopefully I can get flown out to Ireland or, or London mm, yeah. yeah, and, you know, go do some work out there. Like um, it's that. And I kind of want to be able to, explore what happens when I do take my work in more of a like a product design you know path like doing more clothing um making accessories for people I just want to make more things for people like yeah. I just made a bike yeah it's, you made a bike I made a bike I worked with a bike company to design a bike damn man that's all right <laughs> thank you yeah you, you're going all kinds of directions i love that hey, man. why not man i'm yeah. trying to i'm trying to fulfill these like little kid dreams like <laughs> no i love that yeah because you never know you mm-hmm. know what i mean like I, I love that part about like doing art like you basically just do what you do mm-hmm. and this is what i do and like eventually hopefully right you find an audience and that's what you're doing right like mm-hmm. people are hitting you up like Yo, do this mural. Like, design this bike. Like, do these socks. The socks is hot, man. Oh, thank you. I, like I appreciate socks, it. Like, <laughs> I'm big bad. I could I get no pair of socks. Oh, man. I like that, though. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate nah, it. And so, you know, when yeah. you get into all these, this different stuff, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love the that aspect of it, the creativity where mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be one thing. You know what I mean? Like, it can be all mm-hmm. the things. Mm-hmm. And, like, and your work, especially your style, is so versatile. Oh, thank you. Right? It's, so, it's such a universal, the way you have your figures and the way you include different ethnicities, different shapes yeah. and sizes. And mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's all so funky. So it's like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a vibe. It, anywhere you put it, it's still the vibe. You oh, know what I mean? Like, you. it ain't. it's not constricted to any one thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nah, that's yeah. awesome, man. I love that, Joe. <laughs> I love that. What do, you, what do you think? You're, how do you? I know it's a mural mm-hmm. community because mm-hmm. you talk about festivals. Mm-hmm. I know big shout out to uh, the Sydney G James mm-hmm. over in oh, yeah. Detroit. She's doing her thing. Oh, and, but I know there's a connection between all these muralists. Are you kind of tapped into that connection a little bit? I try to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I am. Like I look at it like this: like muralists are a very, a uh, very particular community where it's like we all we all know and go through the same exact struggles so it's like it's an instant connection of like oh uh, if you're a muralist i know that you're a problem solver i know that you like you know you don't mind getting up getting up high even though you don't like it um and you like to just make things for people like so when it comes to muralist connecting it ends up being like very easy like i have mural friends that are all over the world now. I even got a muralist friend out in Germany. Like <laughs> it's like the the mural community is so interesting to where like whether you paint together or you you know just meet 
and you both find out that you're a muralist, hey, you're locked in for life. Like, yeah, I yeah. can go anywhere, and once I, like, meet the mural co community out there, they're going to take care of you. They're going to show you where the walls are. They're going to be like, <laughs> these are the paint stores. It's the underground paint stores. Like, these are all the movers and shakers. It's it's really beautiful, man. No, that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, I, I love that, man. Yeah. Because everybody has their own community. Mm -hmm. Like, print, print making is the same way. Like, mm. I'm always surprised mm. when, I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm mm. always surprised when people like, Yo, you're Jamal. Yeah. Like, yeah, and you're such and such. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's that type of thing. So I'm sure you'll get that too, because your oh, style yeah. is so distinctive. It's like, yo, you're George. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, you know what I mean? that still trips me out to this day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Matter of fact, when I went down to uh, Art Basel in Miami uh, last month, like, I got to meet a lot of my heroes. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, shoot, you're F. Dodden. Oh man, yo, you're silly. Like, and they were like, "Oh shoot, you're George F. Baker III." I was like, "It's, it's still, it trips That's me awesome, out." Like, yeah. what's crazy is, and I, you mentioned her earlier. Uh, Sydney James actually came by on one of the days when I had to fly back here to, you know, do the studio sale. Yeah, and she was coming by to come and meet me. Man, it was like, oh, it, it, it broke my heart because I wanted to meet her, man. I'm such a huge fan of her stuff. Yeah. I love... Love her, yeah. Oh, man. I love everything that she's doing. Like, the fact that she has the first black-led mural festival. Yeah. Come on. And it's in Detroit. In like, Detroit, yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's beautiful, man. The mural community is just... Uh, love it. I love it, yeah. man. <laughs> That's awesome, yo. So, we talked a little bit before we started mm -hmm. recording about, like, why what you want to go into now or you taking a break mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that yeah. like what, what's inspired you to take this uh I don't oh, even, what do you yeah. call it you describe <laughs> it well um in a lot of ways i because of last year i did a lot of work like i counted all the murals i did i did 26 murals last wow. year yeah what was the biggest the biggest one was in Adair Park. It is uh, 37 feet high and 143 wow. feet long. Wow. And I did that in seven days. Wow. <laughs> do not do that in seven days. <laughs> wow. This man is yeah. working hard out here. Man, man. it was 17-hour days, <laughs> seven days straight. It was, mm, yeah, it was something. But, like, at one point, I burnt out in a lot mm. of ways. Yeah. And then even even towards the end of the year, um, I was struggling to kind of find the joy mm. again in what I do. Um, whether it was like just mural making, doing illustrations for people, I was just I, the joy wasn't really hitting me. Mm. Like I would get things done, and I would kind of feel like there was still meat on the bone in a lot of ways. Um, and I think towards the end of the year, I was like, you know what? No, I just kind of need to take a sabbatical and find what brings me joy and what's always going to bring me joy is making clothes it's the reason why i started on this creative journey in so many ways so i'm trying to get back into doing that i want to get back into um get back into just like making things for people i can and bringing it bringing it down like that much to where it's not like oh I'm making things for people for companies or I'm making things for people for for money or to sustain my business it's like no I just want to make things for people you know whether that's me doing clothing or um, me tapping into doing like city design I just want to 
I'm just trying to bring it back to something that feels a lot closer to me. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I definitely feel that because I'm sure it's super hard for you to do as much work if you don't love it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, I always, <laughs> I always yeah. talk to my wife about like people that work at banks. <laughs> like I just hope, like I hope when I see them, like I hope they have something right. that they do at home that makes them happy. Because I know they're not happy working at bank. Well, you know, they just so? love they numbers. Just like, they just I mean, love counting money. Just, love, just <laughs> <laughs> say, man, even though it ain't my money. Like, exactly, it's not mine, else, but I can yeah. count it. Like, but it's like, yeah, yeah, but it's that, it's that same deal. It's mm-hmm. like as artists, we, we get to like solve that problem first mm. where we have something that we're passionate about and good at in the first place Yeah, that we can build off of. So exactly. No. And I like that sense of control where you don't want to just become a robot mm-hmm. doing this stuff. Like you do want to have like to pace yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you're not doing like a 120 some foot mural and just like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah, that would be a shame. Yeah, yeah, because then it it stops being it stops being enjoyable for you. Yeah, you don't really want to you don't want to look at another art supply because it just makes you think like it makes you think about all the other things that you really don't like to do. It just makes you I don't know. It makes you feel like this ain't for you anymore. Yeah. You know, and that you have to find something else when in all actuality, it's like, no, you just kind of need to take a step back and you need to find where your joy lies so that you can get back to you. Yeah. So. Nah, that's what's up, man. Yeah. man that's a, that's a great thing to do. Man. So how do you, how do you plan on recharging? Like what's, what, is, what is a way that you will recharge <laughs> to get yourself back up? Uh, Right now my plan and recharging is, is, uh buying a whole bunch of uh a whole bunch of japanese magazines that i really love um one of them is like called popeye it's it's like uh it's called like the magazine for city boys and it's essentially (laughs) like nothing but like streetwear and and like beautiful japanese design and architecture and just all these things i've always loved and though i can't read a lick of kanji um (laughs) The photos are dope. So, <laughs> like, getting back to doing that, um, you know, getting more involved in the things that, like, used to bring me joy, like, just watching cartoons, uh, watching old football clips yeah. of Barry Sanders doing crazy things. <laughs> um, yeah, just... Just a full reset. Yeah, just a full reset. Like, going back and, like, looking at some of the old fashion trends from, like, back in the day and... Like the stuff that used to like drive me wild, like seeing um, patent leather bathing apes, like <laughs> just would blow my mind. Um, like trying to do that, and you know, if if uh, COVID wasn't around here, you know, dancing through the streets merrily, I would you know go travel to places I wanted to go, like yeah. Berlin and yeah. and Paris. So, yeah. That's what's up, man. Oh man, that's great, man. You're gonna have to have a fun year right here. I'm trying to, man. (laughs) Hey, Corona to chill. I'm trying to I'm trying to get active. (laughs) I try try to thought of out here. They try to to hold me down, man. Yes. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> man, that's what's up, man. So you got t-shirts. Oh, I think I think the mm-hmm. shirt, I think I love your work on shirts. So Thank I definitely you. gotta send your boy a couple shirts oh, yeah. over here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Say man. less. So what other projects would you imagine yourself doing? Like when mm-hmm. I see like some of your characters, do you characters have names? No, nah. you've All, never you've never reused anybody. No, nah, like never that? reused. I just wow. make them up on on the spot. Like, yeah. <laughs> have you ever thought about it? Uh, I've thought about it because people have like pitched like uh, TV and cartoon shows oh, wow. to me okay. at one point. Yeah, yeah, nothing like nothing like too big or grand. It was like, yeah, you should do this, and they gave me like whole ideas and storylines. Like, interesting, but. And don't really have the time, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, a lot of my characters, I'm just making up on the spot. Like, I'm making what feels right for the job. Yeah. Um, but as far as like other projects, man, I want to make shoes. That's always shoes, been that's yeah. been the biggest yeah, goal. I can see that. Yeah, I'm going to have a a shoe one day, and I can't wait. I can see that. Yeah. yeah, I don't care who it's with. It don't have to be with Nike. It don't have to be with Adidas. It could be with Skechers. I'll design some five Skechups. I will. Hey, it could be some Shacks, bro. Yeah. I will. I will do it. I will do it. I just, yeah, I love it. So, that nah, I can. I can see that. I can see that, man. Yeah. I can. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So as we leave, man, mm-hmm. what do you what do you want people to to know about you? Mm. Um oh simple. I'm not a I'm not a gatekeeper. I am not someone that is like I never want to be seen as like holier than thou or someone that's untouchable in any type of way. Um I don't want to be seen as um someone who is who is a pillar that's supposed to be like put on a pedestal in any type of way like the way I've always tried to operate is I want to share as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So like anybody that is interested in trying to do murals or doing illustration or doing anything that you see me doing, like please hit me up. Cause I will tell you, I will give you the step-by-step game plan of everything. I'll share templates. I'll share, I'll share equipment, ladders, generators, projectors, whatever you need, because I don't want, I don't want to ever get into the. I don't want to ever get in the way of somebody else's dream. Mm. If they're trying to do something and they come into contact with me, all I want to do is help grease the slide for you to get there quicker. Like I don't, I, I don't know. I just want to be a vessel for people to make more things out here. So, yeah. Look at that. I told you I was a good brother. I oh, told man. you that right in the beginning. <laughs> right when we Thank started. You. And he came back. Reinforced it. I love it, man. My man, George Baker, man. Tell them where they can find you, man. Oh, man. Um, well, thank y'all so much for listening. You can find me at uh, GFB3 on Instagram. Um, and then on my website, which is GFBTHREE.com. Um, and then you could find me in Atlanta, probably on a wall eating a cinnamon pop tart. So yeah, <laughs> that's me. That's what's up, man. Appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs>and that's it. Another episode of Studio Noise in the Bay. Big shout out to George F. Baker III coming on, blessing us with your great funky, funky styles. (laughs) Yeah, go make sure you go check him out. 
Tune in next week. What we got? Ray Denise, oil painter extraordinaire, right here on the show. Can't wait to get into that conversation. And all my artists out there, the work don't make itself. You got to make it, baby. You got to get in there. Put in that work. Get your hands dirty. It's the noise. It's your boy, Jay Barber. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast.